Well, welcome to Table Talk with Mike and Angela. This week, we're going to talk about dust and Ash Wednesday, and we're going to talk about what promises God has for our lives. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Table Talk with Mike and Angela, a weekly conversation focused on helping you understand more about the Bible, faith, and what it means to live a faithful life. And now, here are your hosts, Pastors Mike Holly and Angela Martin. So on this week's podcast, uh, we're getting to the second word in the book, the Bible in 10 words, and we're talking about dust. Uh, and when I think about dust, Angela, I think about Ash Wednesday. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that uh, many mainline churches practice during the season of Lent. We're at the very beginning of this season of Lent that is a time of uh, spiritual confession and spiritual renewal uh, that often our foreheads are marked with ashes, uh, often made from the palm leaves from the previous year. And uh, as ministers, when we're when we're um, getting ready for Palm Sunday, one of the things we're trying to do is get the right ratio of ashes to olive oil, because if you don't put any oil in it at all, the dust really doesn't stick to somebody's forehead. Uh, and if you put way too much, it really gets a little messy. Um, and and uh, you don't really leave a cross on someone's forehead. You might leave something that sort of drips down a little bit. Um, but, you know, dust uh, appears in Genesis in the first couple of chapters, reminding us that we're made from dust. Uh, Genesis 2, 7, then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the ground. We like to think of ourselves as important, uh, treasured. We want to matter. We want to be valued. And yet Genesis kind of starts with a weird and odd truth that we're dust brought to life. You know, we were formed from the dust in the ground and then God breathed life into our lungs. Mm -hmm. Well, last week we heard all the good stuff, right? We were in the first chapter of Genesis. We had the creation of light. Right. And, uh, and if you read the full chapter, that's what you hear. The creation, God pronounces all of it as good. He creates humankind in his own image, and it is very good. And um, we hear that, that we are more like God than anything else in all of creation. We are created in God's image. And then we get to Genesis 2, and instead of hearing what we want to hear, we hear what we need to hear, that we are made from mere dirt. <laughs> and we think about that. We think about our bodies being just uh, made from common elements that 99% of the human body uh, is composed of these basic elements. And it just tells us that we are commonplace. But, you know, the earthiness of our identity can be a hidden gift. And I thought that was sort of an interesting take, because when you think about um, the idea that that we're dust, we're commonplace, we're vulnerable, we're, we're frail, that always sounds negative. That sounds like something we want to just gloss over and not really think about, because we want to talk about how God fixes all that, right? But but uh, Spoo in his book talks a lot about how our, our dustiness or our just dustness, um, our weakness, our vulnerability, like you said, 
is a hidden gift. And that's a different spin or take than we normally hear. Yeah. Well, I think it opens us up to learning and realizing uh, some very valuable lessons. Our just dustness informs us that we are frail, and that's not always an easy lesson to learn. You know, when you're getting up out of bed in the morning and your back hurts a little bit, you know, it's a subtle reminder. Um, Paul Kalanithi wrote the book, When Breath Becomes Air. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. He was a neurosurgeon that uh, just as he got to the top of his field at a very young age, he was diagnosed with lung cancer, uh, Mm -hmm. stage four lung cancer. And um, he began to write essays and, and the book, like I said, about Um, mortality. Uh, He was experiencing it from a different side now, uh, not just as a doctor, but as the patient. Um, And he was able to write a guide for palliative care before Mm, he died, having that perspective. Before the diagnosis, he said he knew that he would die, but he didn't know when. After the diagnosis, he said, He knew he would die, but he didn't know when. (laughs) But he just knew it more acutely. And, and, you know, that's the same for all of us. Our mortality always stands out in front of us. And it's that frailty that becomes our reminder. You know, why does God reveal that we come from dirt? What can we gain from that knowledge? And what does our frailty teach us? And our just usness can be a tangible reminder of God's intimate involvement in our lives. If we look at Psalm 103, it reminds us that God is great. He forgives, He heals, He redeems, He satisfies, He works justice for the oppressed. And we also read that we are small, <laughs> that we are like uh, grass that flourishes in the field. And when the wind passes over it, uh, it is gone and forgotten. And still, God wants to be intimately involved with us, with our lives, and wants to be in relationship with us. And then lastly, our just usness teaches us humility. God has given us the gift of groundedness. Thinking too much of ourselves, thinking too much about ourselves, leads only further and further away from God. Staying grounded keeps us close to our Creator. And so humility is a way for us to see ourselves accurately. And it's what allows us to relate to God as our Creator and Sustainer. And it helps us remember who we are. And, and kind of gives life an urgent edge because we realize we're not going to always be here. Another thing that uh, just as getting back to Genesis uh, is that it reminds us of the curse that is upon us. Some people call it the fall. Uh, Adam and Eve chose their way instead of God's way. Uh, They ignored God's clear instructions in order to indulge their own curiosity and desires. And we all pay the price for that consequence in our mortality. 
again, as you said from Ash Wednesday, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. We are confronted with our own mortality uh, and our sinfulness that our mortality and our humanity leads us into. Yeah, and so you think about all, all of this, that, that you know, frailty, weakness, our, our, our mortality is mentioned throughout Scripture that, you know, when, when times are good, we don't think really that much about our destiny uh, being dust. But when the times are bad and we start to realize that maybe our days are numbered or maybe there are larger threats, um, the Bible shows that people turn to God, you know, pretty quickly, and they they want uh, God to be their Savior and their sal- salvation. And so, you know, they they start to understand that their destiny being dust is maybe coming more quickly than they would like. It sort of reminds me about how um, often our our frailty, our our humanity, our mortality is a gift because it reminds us that we're not God. <laughs> you know, God is God. And anytime we try to step into that place, um, things get dicey and dangerous. You know, while our destiny initially is dust, one of the things that Scripture really does to flip the script is to remind us that God's final word to us is not that we're going to be dust and stay that way. You know, um, God doesn't say like the band Kansas, all we are is dust in the wind. While we start out from dust, while we are made from dust, in Christ we can be more than dust. So let's talk a little bit more about that after a quick break in the podcast as we take uh, some time to hear from Stanley and JT about a highlighted ministry here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Food insecurity is a problem in our world, but it's a problem we can all fight together. And we have a ministry here that helps people in our community get the food that they need. And it's our local food pantry. That's right. They're called Pantry on the Bluff. And on the first Wednesday of every month, they serve between 200 and 300 people in our community and the surrounding area by helping them with food and with diapers. And they need your help. If you would like to help serve the food pantry, you can do so in two ways. You can donate food to the food pantry or you could volunteer your time by helping set up and volunteer on the day of food pantry. So if you want to find more information, you can find all the information you need about the food pantry on bluffparkumc.org. That's bluffparkumc.org. So we left off talking about how in Christ we are more than dust. You know, Spoo describes death as a final step, even though it's a difficult step, but it's a step into our ultimate destination. We're more than dust. We will be more than dust. He says that even though we may take our final breath breath in our, old, our earthly bodies, we will one day breathe in the air of eternity. So even though we are dust now and dust we will return, there's something beyond our just dustness. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I love that, that thought about how we take our last breath here on earth, but then our first breath in eternity. That's a comforting thought um, when you lose someone, uh, and for yourself too. Uh, There are other uh, grand realities uh, that can be experienced by those who choose to move beyond 
dust, just thinking of ourselves as dust and and more about our unstoppable existence, as Darren Spoo says. Uh, God is the giver of life, and God does not love us because we are good. God loves us because He is good. It goes back to creation. God created us because He loved us and He gave us creation and wants to be in relationship with us. The other is that death is transformed from something inevitable into something that is hopeful. Because of Jesus and his resurrection, we will experience more than life after death. We will experience life instead of death. And we will be completely restored in that. Helen Keller is quoted as saying, death is no more than passing from one room into another. Um, But there's a difference for me, she said, because in that other room, I shall be able to see. And we think of our friends and and so many people who, who live with such hardship here on this side of things. And uh, it's a wonderful thought to think about them on the other side, whole and well and no pain and no disabilities. And um, that, that is our hope in Christ for sure. Spoo ends this chapter in the book with an interesting story uh, about a man named Phocas. Uh, who is a Christian in Christianity's early days in the Roman Empire. Uh, Phocas is a gardener who uses his crops to feed the poor. And, of course, that was something that uh, Rome would not have approved of. Um, He would have been on Rome's most wanted list. Uh, And because of that, uh, one day as Phocas is working in his garden, uh, he encounters some soldiers who come to kill him. And uh, inquiring where they can find him, Phocas says, well, I know him. I know him very well, Uh, but it's late in the day. Uh, and he he invites the soldiers to come into his home to uh, eat dinner with him, and he offers them a place to sleep. And the next morning, uh, well, actually, as the soldiers are sleeping, he goes out to the garden and digs a grave. And then the next morning, uh, as the soldiers are waking up, he fixes them breakfast And after breakfast, Phocas breaks the news to them and tells them uh, that he is Phocas. And at first they are, uh, I think, a little frightened by the idea that maybe Phocas has tricked them. He has uh, set a trap for them or he has poisoned them with breakfast. But uh, Phocas very quickly says, no, I, I have lived a good life. Uh, and you have been sent to to do your duty, uh, and so you can go ahead and do that. And uh, while they they did not want to, um, they fulfilled their duty. And uh, Spoo says, discharging their duty, they dispatched this Christian man toward eternity. 
And so it can be kind of a strange story if we are just uh, if we are just listening to it as people of dust. Uh, it becomes very tragic and sad. Uh, but uh, listening to it as Easter people, we know that that was not the end of Phocas. And for us, our hope in Christ is the same. Uh, it will not be the end for us as well. And I think that that reference to Easter is so important for us to remember. It's not that God decided, well, you know, uh, I know you're supposed to return to dust, but I've got a different plan. No, you know, it really came at a cost that uh, Jesus died and was raised on the third day, that Easter Sunday. And because of his death and resurrection, um, there is something more. There is something beyond dust. One of the phrases that I love uh, to repeat uh, at Easter or after Easter is that, you know, we um, we believe that there are no more dead ends, uh, no more dead ends in life, because at the end of every dead end is life, a second chance that God is a person who restores life. It makes me think of, of two different stories related to the Apostle Paul. I think about Paul when um, he was uh, persecuting the church. He was an enemy of the church early on in the book of Acts, and he encounters Jesus. And on that encounter, he's blinded. Uh, you know, he is made more vulnerable and frail, like we've been talking about. He, in a sense, becomes more aware of his just dustness. Um, and it was after he encounters a follower of Jesus where he is uh, promised uh, to be assisted and given the, um, um, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit that something like scales fell from his eyes. And I, I think about that sort of restoration of at least Paul's eyes uh, away from dust into seeing with something New. The other thing I think about with Paul is from that wonderful chapter about love uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, where Paul uh, says that we look on this side of life, you know, from this mortal side in a mirror dimly. It's almost like that 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 mirror is dusty. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, there, there, the reflection is uh, sort of mired by that dust. But he says. One day we'll see in that mirror clearly. One day the dust will be removed. The mirror will be uh, restored to its pristine state and we will see clearly. And I, I think both of those are hopeful uh, messages to us as followers of Jesus, even though there is dust and even though we are dust, there is more than dust in store for us thanks to Jesus Christ. So uh, as we get towards the end of this week's podcast, we want to uh, share one word from a sponsor and then leave you with a couple of final thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Doors. Have you ever been in a room and you decide that you don't want to be there anymore? Try a door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. So, Angela, um, as we sort of summarize uh, what we've talked about today with, with dust, um, I, I remember the prayer that was shared at the end of the chapter on dust 
And uh, here's some of the words that I think are just so beautiful from Spoo's book. It says, my body is borrowed earth. My worth is in the finger that formed me. You made me once, make me again into something new. Keep me still as you finish your work. And, and I think about that in terms of our, our just dustness or our, our state of mortality. We were formed, um, we were made, uh, we were called and uh, adopted into the family of God. And we are in the process of being made into something new. And we're just waiting on God to continue to finish that work in us. Um, so we are made in dust, but that's mm-hmm. not the end of the story. That's right. <laughs> Praise be to God. All right. Amen. <laughs> well, we hope to uh, uh, see you next week. We will move on to the third word in the 10 words of the Bible. Take care. <laughs>